Jesus Christus, er ist mein, der den Schuldbrief hat zerrissen, soll mein Ein und alles sein. Na bei Jesus, na bei Jesus, Himmelsluft, uns da umweht, wenn vor seinem Angesicht still wir haben im Gebet. Näher an dein Heilandsherze sei die Losung Tag für Tag. Völlige dir hingegeben, Gott, da komme, was da macht. Na, bei Jesus, na, bei Jesus, Himmelslob uns da umweht, wenn vor seinem Angesichten still wir haben im Gebet. O du mein geliebter Heiland, mach vom eigenen ich mich frei, dass mein Wirken und mein Streben deines Lebens abglanz sein. Na, bei Jesus, na, bei Jesus, Himmelslos uns da You may be seated. We'll just now ask some brothers to lay this service before the Lord in prayer. It's really about that God comes to His right with all of us. That His will is revealed to us and so that we can also do it, that God's well-pleasing could rest upon us by His grace, and that we receive the strength also to bear the reproach which is connected with the preaching and the ministry, and just knowing it goes all with it. We are happy that you are here from near and from far from Europe and other countries 
we are happy that God has given the opportunities that we can carry this last message into all the world. It's of course not enough anymore to carry it personally. Also this belongs to it. But very important is that we by internet can be heard worldwide and this in seven languages people can choose whether they live in China or in Honolulu or wherever it might be they can choose which language applies for them and they can tune in this is just a gift of the Lord and for this we are grateful Brother Branham, at that time, he had a telephone hookup in some states of, of the USA. And he was very happy about it, that all who could not come, nevertheless, they could participate in the meetings. What shall we say today? People from China, Australia, or wherever they might stay, they of course cannot come, but they can hear and they can be acquainted with that, what God promised for this time. And this we receive as a gift from our God. And we are also grateful for all the brothers whom the Lord equipped with technical knowledge. Also in Europe and here with us, so that the devices are here and that our brothers can look after these technical devices, operating them. I just would like to remind here very naive until 1945 I still knew how to saddle a horse how to drive with a horse wagon how one plows and how one cultivates the field I still remember this time in which I was driving with a horse wagon and if you then think about in what time we are living today, how everything is advanced and how we can make use of this advancement. Then I remember in the time of Brother Branham, his sermons were recorded on 18 centimeter spools and when I saw this device on which was recorded, then I was sorry for Brother Softman. All of the device was not even balanced anymore. The spools were a bit cranked up and not running smooth. An old device, but the message was always new. And this we have even today. And then came the cassettes, then the video cassettes. Now, 
We have DVDs, everything just nice that the Lord God was leading it in such a way. I hope you understand my gratefulness toward God because this last message has to be carried into all the world and then only the end shall come. This is Matthew 24 verse 14 and also other scriptures. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations for a witness to the nations for a witness to the bride church for the calling out and for the preparation unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ our Lord now I have the question whether our two sisters have a fitting song and which they would like to sing then I would like to ask Brother Graf and Brother Kukachka and Brother Gilbert, I would like to ask them to come to the front and in these three languages to pray to God to bless us today in a special way to be with us to speak to us so that we can walk forward by faith for the glory of the Lord and so that also this weekend might be worthwhile for all of us by grace. Land. 
immer näher Herr zu dir, ist mein Flehen stets all hier, täglich wandeln nur mit dir, das Gewehr, o oh Herr, bitten wir, lass mich immer mit dir gehen, lass mich deinen Willen sehen, Herr, lass mich dein Wort verstehen, steh mir bei, o oh mein Herr, mach mich treu. Amen, Amen, ja, ja, komm aus der Höhe, komm Geist des Herrn. Komm aus der Höhe, komm Geist des Herrn, rausche und wehe, du bleib nicht fern, rausche und wehe, du bleib nicht fern, Göttliches Feuer, falle herab, du bist uns teuer, himmlische Gab, du bist uns teuer, himmlische Zusammen tauf aus der Höhe, das heilige Flammen an uns zu sehen, das heilige Flammen an uns zu sehen. Amen. Amen. Wir sitzen uns. You may be seated. I just heard now that Brother Illing is also in our midst. I don't know whether you heard what happened to him. We are in any case grateful. Where is he? He, sit, he sits here next door. Sometimes things are coming unexpected. And so we thank the Lord that our brother received his healing by faith. He doesn't look and hear to what doctors are saying. Yes, he's here. He is here. He is here. Just greet. I greet you all with a lovely good morning. I want to be very short to my person. Since more than seven weeks, I'm spending most of my time in hospital. But in support of what we heard yesterday, I don't only want to say greetings, but what I experienced. We were connected live on the internet yesterday. We were watching our meeting 
The Lord is witness, my brother. All of the time, I could experience, when I talked to the Lord, He showed me that, step by step, how the enemy wants to cause damage today at this place. But he is exposed. For us, a wonderful time lies ahead. We will experience it. We will see it, that people are coming. They will dedicate their lives to the Lord on one day. They will also be baptized, like with Cornelius. And we will see how the Lord heals and how he raises the dead. We have noticed how the meeting took its course yesterday. But now I have seen it's the Lord's will. The Holy Spirit leads in this way. The Lord bless you all. Brother Illing, I probably know him for the last, for, for, for the longest time, at least from 1953. And I'm grateful. Brother Borg is also now here, is here, and some brothers, and the Lord blessed you. Beyond measure, he blessed me. We experienced many blessings together, and we went also through hard times together, and we're looking forward. The Lord will be with us, as he promised. Now, just for your orientation, I don't know whether Brother Illing wants that I say it here, but he was full of cancer. His stomach was closed up, full of cancer. He could not eat anymore. He could not drink anymore. Nothing went on anymore. It was finished. And we trusted the Lord. And we will continue to trust the Lord. He makes all things well. He makes all things well. And he confirms his word in those who receive it by faith. Trusting the Lord. Brothers and sisters, that what was said last night was not addressed to us, but to people who were pulled into it without their own fault. I had to think of two scriptures in the Old Testament. The one scripture from Exodus 12, when the destroying angel was passing through and when the firstborn of the Israelites were spared, not one single one of those who had the birthright, not one perished. All were kept safe. And we have the testimony of the Holy Scripture from the birthright. This goes back into the days of Abraham and goes like a red line throughout the Holy Scripture up to Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn among many brethren, up to Hebrews 12, 22 and 23, we have come unto the church of the living God, to the Jerusalem above, to the church of the firstborn. God has a plan of salvation on the earth. Also since 79, 
to the to the firstborn, nothing happened. They are kept safe under the blood of the Lamb. Because that's how it was then, and that's how it is today. The Lord said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The enemy, also as the destroying angel, as the destroyer, cannot destroy anyone who is under the blood of the Lamb. We are redeemed. We are the Lord's. We are His possession for time and for eternity. Then we have the other example from Numbers 21 where the people murmured and where the fiery serpents came and were biting and were biting and that Moses was commanded to lift up a brazen serpent and that all, that all who were bitten and who were handed over to die, that they should look up in the last moment and they should live and they should live. That's how it is written. And then we have John 3, 13 to 15. How Moses in the wilderness was lifting up a serpent. So the Son of Man was lifted up. Today we are not looking to the serpent. Today we are looking to the Son of Man who made all damage well which the serpent caused. And to all who were bitten by the serpent, we today bring the message, look up to the crucified one, look up to Jesus Christ, he has bruised the head of the serpent, this is the message to all who were pulled into the fall, and we just walk forward with our Lord because we know He who started He will also finish and how does a songwriter sing whoever sees Jesus hanging on the cross by faith He is saved in the very same hour regardless of that what has happened if people did not cross the line and if they didn't sin willfully and if they are not guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ for them is still mercy and to them applies what is written in 2 Timothy 2 verse 26 that they shall and can loosen themselves of the snare of Satan in which they stepped in. We thank God that he has balm in Gilead. We thank God that he has a solution for everyone, for everyone. Doesn't matter 
where we somehow were dragged with. Some also didn't bridle their tongue always. Let us look up to the Lord. And to this, I would like to read two scriptures, but just briefly, the place which was read to us just now from Second Peter chapter 1. Let me here emphasize the two special points partakers of the divine nature partakers of the divine nature and then it's listed of what all belongs to it and then it says in verse 9 but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. All who want to clean up in others, all who are requiring confession of sins from others, they should first remember what has happened with them. They shall remember that they experienced the purging of their sins, just like all about whom they write or speak. And then we come to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Here we have the wonderful statement, Hebrews 10. And here we read, from verse 12, Hebrews 10, from verse 12 to 14, in reference to our Lord. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. One sacrifice, and then, because the sacrifice was perfect, forever perfect, therefore he has written, in verse 13, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Sacrifice was brought. The enemies are made his footstool. Then, verse 14, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. The redemption is a complete and perfect work of God, which happened here on the earth for us. A divine, unchangeable fact. Calvary is reality. Reconciliation with God is reality. Peace with God is reality. Everything what God has given us through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary 
is for us and through us and with us reality. Hebrews chapter 9 here we read from verse 11 we touched upon it yesterday already Hebrews 9 from verse 11 but Christ came as high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the most holy place, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. And to this we say, Amen again. An eternal redemption for us. Who wants to change it? Who wants to reverse it? God did it. Promised in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it became a divine reality. In Romans, chapter 1, we have a very important statement of that what Paul what was upon Paul's heart to carry out the ministry which he received from God and this to handle also the responsibility Romans chapter 1 I Paul Romans 1 verse 1 I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to preach the gospel of God. Paul was not ashamed of his sending, of his call. He knew for what he was called for for what he was sent for. And brothers and sisters, if we would not know this, then we would not, not be standing and sitting here. I know in whom I believe. I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that he has a plan with the church. And this plan, he carries it out. This plan, we may experience and we may be a part of it what God is right now doing separated being taken out from the many <coughs> of the many people who lived at that time also of those who were sitting at the feet of Gamaliel who separated me brothers and sisters this is God's foreordination. And He not only separated the messengers and foreordained them, He foreordained all who would believe the message, predestinated them. He separates, He purifies, He purges, 
He prepares unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the epistle to the Corinthians, Paul expressed the will of God in the first verse. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, I, Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And Sostenes, our brother, are sending greetings to the church in Corinth. Here we see that it was not only about a call and sending, but about the will of God. For the sake of God's people. Then we have in Acts chapter 22 this mighty verse Acts 22 verse 14 and he said the God of our fathers has chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Here we have a summary. The God of our fathers has chosen thee a purpose, a divine foreordination. The God of our fathers has chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Regardless what others have said, Saul was on the way to Damascus and behold the supernatural light appeared to him and when he looked up and when he was asked when he asked who art thou Lord the answer was I am Jesus whom thou persecutest and behold the call was spoken out. The commission given and the will of God was recognized and it was shared with the church. In all the epistles, we have the revealed will of God for the church as long as she is on the earth. We have the revealed will of God for the end time, for the calling out. Let us remember Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6. We of course read it last night, calling out. But here's the small sentence. Ye, my people, come out. Not the multitude, but ye, my people. Let us remember Exodus chapter 3, Exodus 4. Let my people go. All the other nations 
They were of no interest to the Lord. With them, he had no contract, no covenant. But with his people, he made the covenant. To his people, he has given promises. And then, let my people go, that it may serve me. In the same way, it is today. The Lord has no contract with all the denominations. He made a covenant on the cross of Calvary. He shed his blood for our redemption. And the church of Jesus Christ is not an organization, not a denomination, but the living organism of the body of Jesus Christ, our Lord. To the church of Jesus Christ, one cannot join like a club member. This doesn't work. We are members and not club members. So, and Paul said it, that we are members of the body of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the same way, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 1, where he puts the will of God again right at the beginning of his letter. And brothers and sisters, that's what's all about. Not what, what we did, but whether we are found in the will of God and whether we did everything according to the word and will of God. Noah was already mentioned. He did everything according to the word and will of God. Abraham, the same. Moses also. Elijah did everything according to the word of God. And then came the answer. And we can say here, God used Brother Brenham to place everything back into the original condition according to the will of God so that the church has the chance to submit to God and to be found in His will. In the same way, we have the duty to emphasize that every interpretation of the scripture takes a man in that moment out of the protection and care of God and handing him over to the enemy who has given the interpretation. As if in that moment where she withdrawn herself from the care and protection of God, when she listened to what the serpent said, in that moment where she gave ear, there she submitted to the influence of the serpent. And she was no more in the word. And she was no more in the protection of God. When Paul writes, especially in Galatians chapter 1, he writes about, 
A we, we wanted to read first 2 Corinthians 1 first. 2 Corinthians 1. I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. By the will of God. And then Galatians 1. Here we have a very serious language already in the first verse of the first chapter. I, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. You see, the matter was serious to him. It helped only those who believed his message. All the others, and we read it, Paul writes it, all have left me. I'm, I'm left alone. Only people who got it revealed by God that this man is not acting by his own commission and in his own name, but by the commission of God in the name of Jesus Christ, carrying out his ministry. Only such remained faithful. And they knew here is a call, here is a sending so that we are acquainted with the word and the will of God. What was the sending of Brother Branham? Was he the founder of a new religion? No. God has sent him so that we are being brought back to the word, back to the Lord, into the will of God. And so Paul writes it here in Galatians 1, verse 4, in reference to our Lord, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. And then we have Galatians 1, verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, here we have once again separated. Before Paul writes, who separated me to preach the gospel. Here Paul writes, separated me from my mother's womb, being born into this world, but ordained to be born again unto a living hope. Born into this world, but already ordained for the other world. In the same you and I, at your natural birth, you were already ordained to be born again. 
We are from the very beginning, we were ordained for the kingdom of, of God, ordained to inherit eternal life. And so we see that Peter, Paul and the servants of God carried out their ministry in full responsibility before God. What shall we say in our time? Paul is no more here. But that, what he has written by the commission of God, this is still here. Peter is also no more here. But that, what he has written by the commission of God, this is still here. God has taken apostles and prophets, but the revealed word to them is left to us, and we can testify that we, by the same Holy Spirit, are led into everything, into the whole and complete counsel of our God. Peter writes, of course, also that in the letters of Paul some things are hard to be understood. This might be. I, up to now, didn't find it yet. But it can anyhow be that some things are difficult to understand in the letters of Paul. But if it is difficult to understand, then of course only for the mind. Of course, not for the Holy Spirit, who reveals everything and again everything. The Holy Spirit leads into all truth. Let us read what Peter has written in reference to the letters of Paul, namely, in Second Peter, in chapter 3. And here it speaks of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Perhaps to some people it's difficult to understand if it is written in First Thessalonians 4 that the Lord himself will return and that the trump of God will sound and the voice of the archangel. If one thinks about it, what is being interpreted into it, then it really gets difficult. We do not interpret anything. We believe every word of the Holy Scripture as it is written. And if it is written, the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God he shall descend from heaven then it is not a message and not a man then it is the Lord himself who returns to take the bright church home and we will meet him in the air and together we will be taken up to the marriage supper I don't know what is difficult to understand here. One almost doesn't need any revelation anymore to follow here what is written. Only those who are twisting it 
They have a big problem. I must honestly say, I have no problem with any scripture. No single problem. I wouldn't know why. Every scripture is so clear up to First John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, that the Lord will return and we shall be like Him. We shall see him as he is. We will be like him. Then no one of course can come and say, the Lord is already on the earth. There is not, not any promise that the Lord before the rapture will come to the earth. Such a promise is, does not exist in the word of God. Our Lord has given the promise. John 14, verse 1 to 3. I go to prepare the place for you, and I will come again to receive you unto myself, so that you are there where I am also. This is the promise which our Lord gave before his ascension. And this we believe with all our heart. And then we come already to Acts chapter 1, verse 11. This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go up into heaven. Does this need an interpretation? Not at all. Just believing as the scripture says it. Receiving as it is written in the word of God. But here's the problem. Whoever does not believe and whoever does not receive it as it is written, he will permit the enemy to give one interpretation after the other one who are all leading into error and who are blaspheming the truth. Every interpretation of the word is a blasphemy of the divine truth. And we have nothing to do with blasphemy. We do not let any interpretation count. As Brother Brenham said, God is his own interpreter. Everything what he promised, this happens also. Now, here Peter writes in Second Peter chapter 3 from verse 16, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned. Yes, are you unlearned? Are you untaught? God has led us into his word from scripture to scripture. Year in and year out, we were sitting under the sound of the word and we have heard the Holy Word of God. And so every interpretation is unnecessary. Some things difficult to understand, which the unlearned, which the unstable 
twist as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Yes, they are doing it with that what is written in the Old Testament in the New Testament and they are doing it with that what Brother Brenham said and I never take it back we have taken our stand in the word of God everything and again everything what God said and revealed unto us in his word is yes and amen for us there nothing needs to be added nothing needs to be interpreted difficult to understand or not only the, uns- the unlearned those who would like to be something only the unstable they will misinterpret the scripture and that's what Peter and Paul and Brother Branham has said they will misinterpret that what God said in his word remains clear to all of us and I tell you also why because It was really revealed to us by the Holy Spirit and the conformity of the Word of the Old and of the New Testament is of course so mighty, so convincing. Who needs to get private lessons here? The Holy Spirit leads leads us of course into all the truth by His grace. In 1 Corinthians we read of the steadfastness which God will give us unto the end. 1 Corinthians here we have it straight in chapter 1 from verse 7 the words the admonishing and comforting words of the apostle of the steadfastness namely unto the return of Jesus Christ it's just so tremendous how God could dictate to the apostles 2,000 years ago, could give them that, what is for us, who we are living at the time of grace. God knew the the end before the beginning. He could do everything. He could reveal all his plan of salvation. 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, from verse 7, so that ye come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now it comes. Who shall also confirm you unto the end? Who shall also confirm you unto the end? Unto the end. To us, the end of days has come, have come. And the end time is a bad time. It's a terrible time. And nevertheless, it's a glorious time for the church of Jesus Christ. 
we, in our time, we may count with the return of Jesus Christ. Paul was counting with it at that time, the apostles also. But now, it's really so far. The time is almost up. The signs of the time are pointing to it. And time and again, one can read what our Lord said. When you see these things coming to pass, then you know that your redemption is drawing near. So you know that it is at the door. Here Paul writes at that time to the Corinthians. Today he writes to us. Verse 8 once again and verse 9 who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is so wonderful. On that day, when he will return, that ye may be blameless. Blameless, perfect in the will of God, according to the word of God. Blameless, to which word are we reminded now? Ephesians 5, verse 27. The Lord will present himself a church without spot and without wrinkle, a word bride, washed in the blood of the Lamb, sanctified in the word of truth, sealed with the Holy Spirit, after we have heard the word of truth. And brothers and sisters, when the word of truth is sealed in us, then no interpretation can be added anymore. The sealing means the thing is finished. Here comes the seal. Here comes the seal. There, where still interpretations are being heard and received, there no sealing has taken place yet. And therefore, time and again, the admonition to abide in the word of truth, being penetrated by the truth, to reject everything what is not originally in the word of God, and to only believe, as the Holy Scripture says it, please, take it seriously. Although it was not said with a thunder voice, but there where interpretations are still getting our ear, there are still false accusations, this and that, where we are giving our ear and are giving our tongues for that things which cannot stand before God, there the sealing has not taken place yet. When the sealing can take place, then must be fulfilled what we said already before. In the Old Testament, 
as well as in the New Testament. When I see the blood, then I will pass over you. And if we are under the blood, then there's no condemnation. It's impossible to speak out a condemnation over people who were redeemed by the blood, who were justified by the faith, and who have become an inheritance of the Lord. Only the accuser of the brethren, he takes himself the right. Please, don't give your ear to him. Please, don't give your mouth to him. Give your, incline your ear to the Lord and use your tongue to confess the word of God and to speak the truth at all times with every man here on this earth. So, we will be kept safe unto the day of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then, verse 9, once again, God is faithful, by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is faithful, even faithful when we become unfaithful. Should somebody in any moment have become unfaithful, the Lord remains faithful. His blood speaks for us. As we are reading in Hebrews chapter 9 and Hebrews 10, he once for all entered with his holy blood into the most holy place and the blood is still on the mercy seat and it remains on the mercy seat until the last one is called out and has entered in and when the number has become full only then the trump of God will and can sound and the Lord will return. Many times we have said it here, everything what has to do has to do with God and His plan of salvation is always reality. The first coming of our Lord was reality. Everything, His ministry, His sufferings, His dying, His ascension, his return will be reality. And then comes the fulfillment. Then we will be with the Lord always. Now he is with us until the end of the world. This is his promise. Behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world. And where his people are gathered in his name, there he is present. Also today the Lord is in our midst. Today people can get saved, can get healed and blessed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. 
However, when he will return, and when the dead in Christ shall rise first, this will be reality. This will be reality. And we, who we are alive, and who we remain, we shall be changed, and together we will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And then we will be together with him always. I repeat, now he is with us, present in the spirit, speaking to us, working in our midst, revealing unto us the word and the will of God. But then we shall be with the Lord always and together with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob sitting down with all the perfected saints from the Old Testament who without us as written in Hebrews who without us could not be perfected. They had to wait until we also come to perfection, until all from the Old and New Covenant together are meeting the Lord, being with Him always. Now, just Hebrews, chapter 5, and then chapter 12 to show us that our Lord also walked away of reproach, but for the price of joy. And this strengthens me recently more and more. Here it's written, Hebrews chapter 5, from verse 7, Hebrews 5, from verse 7, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. What shall we say? And continues, thereby being made perfect, thereby being made perfect, Do I want to experience the perfection differently? Do I want to bypass all this and experience the perfection? Or will I also, with tears, with prayers, with supplication, will I, will I have to come into the presence of the Lord, finding answer, being delivered out of my trouble? Must not I and you, despite our sonship, Despite we are sons and daughters of God, must we not learn obedience? Must you and I not become obedient children of God by His grace, as the Holy Scripture says it? And here it says, it's written very clearly, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. 
And then, and thereby being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Amen. Amen. For all who are obedient to him. He in his body of flesh, obedient unto the death on the cross. Now all those who were crucified with Christ, who can say together with Paul, now I live no more, but Christ lives in me. Let us in the perfect obedience of faith have our eyes focused on the Lord. Really, in the complete obedience of faith. Be, be, be honest. Deep on our inside, we of course know He who started, He will also finish. Deep on our inside, we know He who has given the promise, He will also fulfill it. We think here on Romans 8, from verse 28, and on other scriptures. Please, don't forget it. Thereby, being made perfect, by all the sufferings, by all the misunderstandings, by all the false accusations, by all the slander, going through all that, being obedient with much tears, many supplications, and then obedient unto the death on the cross. After by this being made perfect, He for all of us, for all of us, He became the author of eternal salvation. In Him, the obedient Son of God, we have the redemption. In Him, the obedient Son of God, we have the assurance that also we will come from believing unto seeing and that God will confirm His word in us. Here, in Hebrews, chapter 12, Hebrews 12, he will read just verse 2 and 3. And with this we are coming to the end. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for obtaining the price of joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. He the perfect one. In him was no sin. In him the devil had no right. Also death not. When our Lord died, he took your and my place. And here, he, as we read, with tears, with weeping, with supplications. He didn't regard the shame, but he was looking to the goal, unto the prize of joy, which was set before him 
as a reward when he should give his life for an atonement then he shall see his seed and prolong his days Isaiah 53 what shall we say today we thank God as sons and daughters of God as the carriers of the word and here the writer closes here in verse 3 He closes with the words, Lest ye be wearied and discouraged in your minds. Yes, this gives us courage. It gives us courage. Our Lord walked His way until the end, until the perfection to lead us unto perfection, obedient unto the death on the cross. And we being crucified with him, we are also obedient. Let us, and this scripture I also read, let us read from Hebrews 13, verse 12. Hebrews 13, from verse 12. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here, We have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. The city whose builder is God. Brothers and sisters, let us summarize what it was about this weekend. Great pain. Because also here in Krefeld and the neighboring city Mönchengladbach, there are brochures are being translated and published which have only one goal, to make me and us untrustworthy. Just a pain which one hardly can bear. People who were sharing with us the cup, who were singing with us, and who were honoring God and thanking God with us. And then they were just dragged with because they didn't watch out under which influence they come. And I say this with all my heart. It's still the time of grace. All can still make the damage well. The sacrifice is still valid for them, as also for us. It will look bad when these brothers or sisters are missing their time. But this, we have to leave up to God. We we only have pain. We are not judging, but we are asking God that He is merciful. I didn't call myself. I didn't send myself. But it will be very difficult. It will be very difficult to bypass the divine call and commission for this time to ridicule God 
to trample underfoot what God is doing and to be found in one's own programs, it will be difficult. And as written in Second Thessalonians, because they received not the love of the truth, therefore God sends them strong delusion and they are really of the opinion to be in the right. And it's not about the saving of the soul. It's only about one thing, to make untrustworthy. We are praying for all. And we laid to the Lord. It came into my heart that God now gives to all the chance. He gives now to all who were dragged into it. He gives them now the chance to return and to come back to God and His Word. Now is the chance. And may all hear it near and far. And may they take these words to heart. There's no need for me to speak in my own name. I'm referring and appealing to the God Almighty. As Paul and all the prophets and apostles also could refer and appeal to God. Also I have seen the glory of God. Also I have heard the voice of the Almighty with these ears. And I received the commission to carry the message into all the world, regardless whether people are scoffing about it. And some are scoffing very much about it. But to the scoffers, the scoff will cease. It will cease. And I give you once more the advice. Have no fellowship with that, what the enemy is doing through people who have submitted to him, the enemy. Abide in the Lord. Abide in the word. Remember me and us who we carry the word of God. And as it was already expressed, we all have a responsibility together before God. Each one, from the smallest to the greatest, who are here, and who we are living worldwide in the dispersion, we have the responsibility that the last message is reaching the ends of the earth. And that the Lord can lead us through all the sufferings unto perfection by His grace. To Him, the Almighty God, be all the honor and all the praise. Jesus Christ is the victor of Calvary. His is the power and the might throughout all eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. We stand up for prayer. Perhaps we sing a chorus just as I am. Perhaps we have some prayer requests which we can bring to the Lord. Blut wäscht mich von Söhn 
den Rahein, o Gott, des Lahm, ich komm, ich As we have our heads bowed, let me ask whether we have special prayer requests, whatever it might be, if faith has come by hearing the word, and if you have confidence toward God, knowing that God is watching over his word, and that he has taken the main responsibility for the fulfillment of all the promises. Because all promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ, our Lord, through us. Because us he blessed with all blessings, with all the heavenly blessings which are in heavenly places. Let us walk forward in faith, not being discouraged, not being depressed, but full of confidence and full of faith, although with pain in our hearts. We will bring it to the Lord that He gives grace and that all are looking up to Him, the Crucified One who were bitten by the serpent, who have tasted the poison and who are also poisoned now and who are living in enmity and hatred. Dear Lord, if they belong to your people, have mercy. Before we pray together, I would like to ask that all who have a request that they raise their hands. If you believe that God answers us, thank you. God sees, God sees the many hands. Great God, I pray you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Confirm thy word. Answer the prayers. Be it salvation, be it healing, be it deliverance, whatever it might be. You know all the marriage problems. You know all the family problems. You know all the natural problems, all the spiritual problems. Precious Lord, make well with us. Make well to us according to your great mercy and loving kindness. Confirm thy word in all of us and help us all to bear your reproach until we come from believing unto seeing and experiencing the perfection also by sufferings. Mold us, transform us until your image is being seen in us and until your virtues, until your nature is manifested. Dear Lord, have thine own way with all of us. Hallelujah. 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 Empfanget Receive what you were praying for 
In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, God is faithful. He keeps what He promises. Hallelujah. Did you believe it? Say Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise and honor be unto our God from eternity to eternity. To that what was said, nothing needs to be added. We wish all our brothers and sisters the right understanding. Please watch out. As Peter has written at that time, that some things can be difficult to understand. So it can happen that some things which are mentioned in a sermon are difficult to understand for the one or for the other. Perhaps therefore, because you are not even meant, you are not, you are not even addressed, you are not even affected. Clarity in the personal things becomes each one for that point which applies for him. For that what applies to him, not what applies to others. So, one has to pay attention. In a sermon can be many things, and the one or the other, for him is that, for the other one is that. And each one is spoken to by that what is for him. The rest leave to them whom God also addressed, because they are meant. If there's a marriage problem, whoever did not marry cannot, cannot have a marriage problem. Whoever has no family and is not married can also have no problem. Everyone is addressed, and every man must take for himself what God has ordained for him. Really, in all the areas, in all aspects, let us have the spiritual mind knowing exactly with this God speaks to me and then the Spirit leads into all the truth. Brothers and sisters, we are experiencing here the presence of God. We are experiencing the presence of God. The Lord speaks not to us in riddles, but He speaks to us with a clear word and reveals unto us what He has to say to us. Perhaps the two things now, God willing, the first weekend in October, we will have our new Bible ready. We hope that it will be like this. You all know, the German Bible Society in Stuttgart, they are printing for us the Menge Bible with a nice layout. The number of the verses is at the beginning of the verse as one is actually used to it all over. And I'm actually very happy about it, looking forward. But I already want to say now, whoever is used to his Bible, continue to read in it. 
but take this Bible as a gift from me. Yes, then the second thing, God willing, for the next year, if the Lord has not yet come, we are planning to make an Israel trip. We want to be in Israel on the 60th anniversary of the founding of the state of Israel. When Ben-Gurion declared this state in 1948, which was still under British mandate from 1946 to 48, actually from the end of World War I, it was under British mandate when Allenby was conquering Jerusalem. Sixty years is a nice time. And we are planning, always God willing, we are planning an Israel trip from the 5th to the 15th of May. That means we will be on the 14th of May still in Israel and we can witness this anniversary date and we can rejoice together with Israel. After World War II, many nations have become independent after World War II. At first India, and then Pakistan, and then Israel. But with Israel, we are connected in a special way. And I just say it openly. The sisters, they say to the brothers, don't spend too much. And the brothers say to the sisters, watch out, save a bit, so that we can make this journey. And when both are saving, then something comes together. When the husband saves and the wife saves, then some things are coming together. And the single ones then can save, of course, double. They don't need that somebody helps them. So, get ready for it, God willing. God willing, I have now a long trip before me to Southeast Asia especially Indonesia. There are many Bible schools were joining and people will come from all of the country, at least from Sumatra. They will come together and I shall be there for a few days and then other meetings are following. Remember me that the word of the Lord is being shared and that others are there also who are receiving it and who are passing it on so that God can have His way with all of us. Then we give greetings to all our brothers and sisters, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Romania, in particular. How many are here from Romania today? Let us see your hands. Do we have our brothers and sisters? Just look at that. These are our brothers and sisters from Romania. I guess 1,830 kilometers traveling by bus to be here and to hear God's word. What makes them to come? It shows us that God's word is being fulfilled, that God will send a famine for his word. And in verse 1 it says that the people will come 
And in the second verse it says that they will seek and look for it and no more find it. They will look for it and they will not find it anymore. Both is always written together. Whoever doesn't make use of the first will have to receive the second. Whoever doesn't come now to hear God's word while it can be heard, he will knock and he wants to hear it then when it is too late. And so we thank the Lord God that the last message which should forerun the second coming of Christ that it is now in reality forerunning the second coming of Christ as the last call. That's how God wanted it. That's how it is decided in His plan of salvation. That's how we believe it. And we have part in it. Be blessed. Don't remain at home to listen on the internet. Come in four weeks again and come again and again. The Lord God bless you. May bless us all. Also our brothers from Belgium, from Paris, especially Brother Kupfer. When I think of Brother Kupfer, then my heart is beating faster. I think it's 36 years ago since we know each other. I said it here before. You know the testimony of brother and sister Kupfer. Sister Kupfer, she came for the first time to Zurich. From Strasbourg to Zurich she came in, in, into a meeting. I think it was the second time where she listened to a sermon. And brother Kupfer should also hear it now. Yes, and brother Kupfer, a successful businessman, one leg crossing the other leg, the cigarette in his mouth, yes, and then hearing what is being preached there in Zurich, how, what is that to me? Yes, yes, and then it happened, and then it happened, then it happened. We have, we all have a testimony. Be honest. Not so, Brother Epp. We all have a testimony. Oh, blessed and praised be the Lord, our God. You are the first fruit. And we all found grace in the sight of God. And the first fruit may not be touched by the enemy. Throughout all eternity we remain safe under the blood of the Lamb. So we thank the Lord once again that we have also Brother Rus in our midst today. And his time is up now. I think, I, I mean today his time is up, not altogether. And we thank for Brother Schmidt. We just thank for all the brothers who are in the ministry of the Lord. And we wish all who are ministering with the word, we wish them God's richest blessing and God's help. Remember, especially me, that I also can forget what is behind me, that I, that I can stretch forth to the goal lying ahead of us. I thank God for all of you. And together, we will spend eternity in glory, celebrating with the Lord the great marriage supper. 
may all be blessed all over the world, in east and west, in south and north. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We stand up for closing prayer. We ask Brother Schmidt to pray with us. Almighty God, we thank you. I thank you, my Lord, for all the grace which you have given to all of us. You are just and you are true and faithful. You alone are the first and the last in our lives, in your church, among your people, in all the countries and languages. Yes, Lord, I thank you that you have spoken to us also in these days. You have given us your word, so give now grace. As said many times, Lord, not only to be hearers of thy word, but being doers of thy word. Because on these things you made conditions that we are found in them, that we should be found in them. You alone are the one you are alone the one who can lead and guide us. I thank you, Lord, that we can look up to you, not to man, because what is man that you are mindful of him, but you, the great and true one, you have said it, Lord in heaven, you said it is finished. You finished your work in your church. You have finished your work until your coming. Lord, we ask you, let us be found in it. Let us praise you for it. Oh God, so we ask you also, all who are here today, all who have to leave this place again, there where they stay, accompany them. Keep your protecting hands over them. Keep them in your peace. Keep them in your word and in your truth. Keep us all together. Make us all one, Lord, for the glory of thy name and for thy praise. Amen.